Yeah, let's just shoot off the cuff and talk about some concerts. Disclaimer, we here at Smartass Supernova are not experts on anything. We're just fans talking about stuff that we like. Don't get offended and enjoy the show. Thank you for listening to the Smartass Supernova podcast, your number one source for smartasses and supernovas. Probably should have thought of a more descriptive, better title for this thing, but here we are. I'm Eric. I'm your host. Please like and follow me and subscribe or whatever on the socials. I really only use the Instagram because don't like the Twitter, too old for the TikTok, and Facebook's where we left our parents. So yeah, I'm uh, on Supernova, smartass underscore supernova underscore podcast. So please follow, try to share some things on there we'll be sharing some things after this episode and we'll talk about that in a second uh just really shooting off the cuff here uh for 2023 concerts one's already in the books got another four possibly five ready to go um so i had seen uh, about a week ago, day before Valentine's Day, February 13th, it was a Monday, which was rough the next day, but it was all right, down at the Irving Plaza in here in wonderful New York City. I saw the band Our Lady Peace from the early to mid-90s, and they kind of stuck around a little bit in the popular culture in the er- very early 2000s, and then kind of petered out. Um, I would say a mid-range, and when I say mid-range, not too hard, uh, not too soft, um, alt bands from that era um, liked. I liked most of their albums. Their their biggest album was prob most well album, well known album was probably Clumsy. Uh, Clumsy's single "Superman's Dead," uh, Starseed was on their Navid album. Uh, Navid itself is a great song. Uh, Gravity was an okay album. That was more of their uh, one of their popular albums because of the single uh, Somewhere Out There. Uh, I was a fan of uh, Spiritual Machines, the first, because they were touring, I guess, the second go-around on this tour to support their Spiritual Machines 2. So apparently we make sequels to albums, and especially, you know, it's just not for Meatloaf anymore. So, good, hooray! Uh, so... I- it was a ba- wasn't a bad show. Um, lead singer Rain made his, his voice. And listen, his, their songs have a lot of range in the vocals. I can see being very difficult. He did look to be suffering from a little bit of lead singer disease. Uh, you know, that you're infallible and the way you sing the songs are the way. Listen, I'm not up there on stage, so I can't really bash him. I thought the band was really tight. Um, even though I, you know, had done some research into the band before I saw them, their lead guitarist, who later joined the band uh, via recorded hologram screen, but I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit, um, 
had left the band a while ago, and then the drummers, no, the original drummers, along with the band. So pretty much, it looks like Rain is the might be the only one left from the original band. Anyway, I don't care. They, I always thought they were a pretty good bands. Maybe not my top five, maybe top ten, but you know they were a good band. I saw them way back in I believe '97, and I found the ticket, and I'm gonna. I found a b- bunch of my old concert tickets, and I'm going to be sharing them on the Instagram, uh, smartass underscore supernova underscore podcast. Please follow um, and, and, you know, conversate. Uh, so I found a bunch of old concert tickets, you know, when they actually you got concert tickets printed out and they tore the stub and all. Uh, so I'm going to be sharing a lot of pictures of those online. Um, so, yeah, I've seen them. Back in 1997 at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Uh, I think it was my second or third concert ever. And they were the second act. Uh, the the opening act was Eve Six, uh, you know, for um, Inside Out. They're known for Inside Out. Um, then Our Lady Peace was the second act. And the headliner was Third Eye Blind. Yes, so 90s. Um, so this was the second time seeing them and you know between 1997 and 2023 um they had a lot more to cover than just their first couple albums and they did it they did a good mix uh between most of their albums they covered a lot of things the newer albums and i was talking to mary about this newer albums newer music today especially in the rock alternative scene really to me, sounds like background music. There's nothing to it. It's not bad. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's just kind of there. So this new alt scene is just background music. And unfortunately, they kind of, from the few songs I heard from the new album, one or two of them fell into that very overly produced electronic background music sounding thing. Um, they they covered the, the big songs like one man army um superman's dead life innocent uh potato girl uh which is a deep cut um somewhere out there they which was cool they they had a song that would you would only get to listen to from the show uh they had a, a qr code that you could get and they would put it up on the stage and it's not being released and and it's really like an anti-establishment which hey made me feel good um and you got to you know scan the code and you could download the song um so that was called neurosis the one song that I actually did like and it was very almost like a dance alt club mix it was very, very cool and i love the title and it really you can figure it out from the title what it's about it's called stop making stupid people famous um and which was cool they had a screen on the stage and the the whole um spiritual machines albums uh they inter they include clips of this futurist that they like who makes predictions and a lot of the predictions off the first album came true i think they said over 80 percent of them came true and a lot of it was about ai and stuff like that so they had this you know screen and it was, it was interesting. It was different. I never saw that before, so that gets points. And on the Stop Making Stupid People Famous 
they had in the screen, and it was previously recorded, obviously, uh, Nadia from Pussy Riot uh, is on the song. So they had her, which was kind of cool. And then um, they also did that on another song with their original guitarist, which is cool. Uh, closed out the first act with Clumsy, which was great. Um, opened up the encore with a cover of the Beatles, Tomorrow Never Knows. And, and, and if that was one of the rougher songs for Rain Made His Voice, that was it. Um, and, and once again, listen, I, I know his style of singing is, is covers a lot of range. And he's, listen... 19 mid 1990s when they first hit big versus 25 years later you know you got i can't bash the guy i i know from a lot what i've seen online that the fans said it's they're all still amazing i get it too when you're a fan you're going to be blind to it no matter what i'm not going to bash the guy i thought the band was good i thought he was good on on certain songs I enjoyed myself. I wouldn't say it was a life-changing experience like some concerts can be for me. It was a six or a seven in that range. Um, they did do. They closed out with Navid, 4 a.m., which is one of the songs that can get me to tear up. And, and that I'm not going to lie, I did tear up there, trying to hide it like a, the big 42-year-old man that I am. And then closed out with Starseed. So as I said... I had a good time. Monday night concerts are rough. It was a good time. The, the show was good. I wouldn't say it was great. But it made me think is, is, is how much of that memory versus effects versus what we see today. And for being a, a teenager, and, and I remember Our Lady Peace was was probably the best out of that 97 show. And Third Eye Blind at that point, they were fun. And, you know, they were they were a perfectly fun band for an album or two. Came out right when I was leaving high school. So, you know, that nostalgia beat. Um, Eve Six was fine. But Our Lady Peace, I remember being, oh, they were the best on the show. I see them today, still a good band. Yeah, I'm not going to live up to that memory. So, you know, I, I just wonder about other people's thoughts on that. Please, you know, comment wherever you want. Uh, we're on, I think, where all you get all your podcasts. So, you know, do whatever you got to do. Uh, coming up through the rest of the year, um, I'm looking at, I got tickets for buddy with buddies of mine for Jerry Cantrell. Cantrell. I'm sorry, I apologize. That was terrible. Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains. So, never seen them. Never really listened to a ton of his solo stuff. So, I'm, I'm kind of really looking forward to that, going into that with, uh, you know, open eyes and, you know, clean slate. So, I'm curious. I've seen, I've seen um, Alice in Chains once. Uh, of course, not in the Lane days. Um, and, and they were still, still really good. Um, then in May, um, I'm going to see Frank Turner at the wonderful uh, Pier 17 venue. And it's one of those ones where it's a double-billed head, he, headliner and with some band called The Interrupters that I've looked at. I wasn't a huge fan of what I saw, but I am a big fan of Frank Turner and I like his style a lot. 
and and I hate the double build headlines because you never know who's going on first. I've been to a bunch of them. I been I was at one show at PNC that was Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden, and a lot of people miss Soundgarden, thinking Soundgarden would be the, you know, the higher build act and 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 their headliners, but it wasn't because all the shows on that tour Soundgarden opened for Nine Inch Nails. So. I don't like the double build headliner. Who's playing longer? What time do they start on sets? You don't want to miss. What are you going to miss? What are you not going to miss? What? Once again, what are your thoughts? Do you come across these a lot? I, it's it's just a thing. Uh, next up would be in July. Uh, Garbage saw them once. Uh, hey, Shirley Manson still pretty uh, pretty pretty. We'll say um, still gorgeous looking in her fifties. And, and that band is super tight. Uh, see, uh, they're playing with Noel Gallagher and the High Flying Birds. Uh, never saw Oasis. Always liked Oasis. If you listen to my podcast on the, my favorite Unplugged, uh, they were up there. So, hey, Noel Gallagher, uh, I'm curious to check out. I've heard a couple songs on the radio from his band a couple years ago, and, and they sounded good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then Metric, who I know a song or two, they're okay. Nothing against them. Uh, that's in July. Traveling up to, uh, not Syracuse, but Saratoga for that. Uh, because down here in the in, in the lower part of New York, they're playing Central Park on a Monday, which is just a pain. So it's a weekend. Going to go up there for the weekend. Looking forward to it. Uh, I am seeing Metallica at uh, MetLife in August doing that... Um, for their new album, The 72 Seasons. And they're uh, doing the two nights, no repeating set lists. So it should be interesting with, I think, Pantera still on the bill on the first night. And then you got uh, Five Finger Death Punch on the second night. So uh, Metallica was my first show I've ever seen. And as I figured out, I've seen Metallica. I was too young to see Metallica in the 80s. But I've seen Metallica in every decade since the 90s uh, at the Garden. Uh, the 2000s, I saw them at uh, Giant Stadium, back when it was Giant Stadium, and Bowery Ballroom. Uh, in the 2010s, I saw them at Yankee Stadium, and uh, now I'll see them at MetLife. So, looking forward to that. Um, lastly, I missed out on the See Here Now tickets. I could have got Saturday. Wasn't really thrilled with the Saturday uh, headliners, the killers were the headliners. They were just okay when I saw them last year. Um, the, the Saturday lineup wasn't so great. The Sunday one uh, had Weezer, uh, Foo Fighters. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the other bands. All bands I've seen before, all bands I enjoyed live um, for reasons that really aren't that important. I kind of waited on it a little bit. And then they were the Sunday... Sunday only show tickets were sold out. So it's a fe- it was a festival show and for the one day they were like 150 200 bucks and they were expensive. I mean, I don't know how much you guys are willing and ladies or females or others I don't don't cancel me. I don't know how much you look to pay for a show. It's a festival show, so it's an all-day thing. I I understand, you know, that it's rather than say a hundred-dollar ticket you try to get for a regular show, it's 
half, you know, that and half, plus half or double. I get it. Um, since I missed the tickets, I tried the secondary markets and they were a little too high. And that brought me to thinking, how much are you willing to pay over listing ticket price on these secondary markets? I, there's a, it, it depends. I usually don't like to go over $250 for a show. And they can go for much more than that. It's got to be a great band or artist and a great seat for me to go in at a higher range. I don't know. Just I, I think about stuff like that. I'm sure you do too. You know, always share your thoughts. I would appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening to me ramble for about 20 minutes on uh, concert tickets. Uh, we got some new fun things coming up. And maybe the next two or three episodes, get some fun guests on, have some good uh, conversations. I appreciate you listening when you get the chance. Hey, 20 to 30 minutes a week or every two weeks, whenever I can jump on here when work's not beating me down. Uh, I'd love to have you listen, hang out, and, and uh, you know, whatever, I guess. Uh, this is just off the cuff. I'm sorry just off the cuff. So I'll be talking to you next time. See you.